Welcome back, everyone, to NYU Grad's daily podcast on Monday, October 30th, the day before Halloween. Hope you all had a great weekend and Monday session. Lots to cover. Uh, Before we jump in, I wanted to thank everybody who responded uh, to the uh, promotion that I put up in place on Friday. Uh, I already um, received quite a bit of nice emails and a few of you have uh, subscribed and pledged uh, since Friday already. So thank you for doing that. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And a big shout out uh, specifically to Josh, who uh, pledged over the weekend, uh, who said, I really love what you um, do. Uh, You seem to have an eye on the ball. I really liked your advice on watching our money and taking responsibility back from our financial advisors. I think it's a message people need to hear right now. Thanks for what you do. End quote. That means the world to me. Uh, you know, whether you have nice things to say or critical things to say with uh, how I can improve, please keep these type of messages coming. Um, definitely uh, helps me because I haven't started the interviews yet of both guests as well as subscribers. Sometimes I feel like I'm just kind of a one-way communication. So uh, to hear this type of feedback is awesome. So thank you very much. Um, but let's jump right into it. So today was very bullish on the surface. Um, the indices were all up. Dow was up 500 points. Okay, NASDAQ up 146 points. S&P up 49 points. But the Dow led, okay, and I'm not making excuses here. It was a bullish day. The only... Uh, actually, there was no sectors that were red, so all sectors were green. Uh, the only uh, things I would give on the report card here, uh, if you guessed it, is breath, and I'll go through those numbers, and volume was lackluster. It was just on average volume. It wasn't like, you know, 2x, 2.5x volume on some of the tech names. Um, but breath is still very concerning, and here's why. And, you know, I'm sounding like a broken record. So uh, new highs, 49. New lows, 728. How could this be? How can we have 728 new lows with the Dow up 500, with the NASDAQ up 146, right? Like, then you take a look at what performed today. Microsoft up two and a quarter. Apple up 1.23%. Nvidia up 1.6. Google up 1.9. Meta up two. Amazon up 3.8%. Then you had ancillary names like Adobe uh, up 3.7%. Oh, I forgot Nvidia 1.63%. You had all the uh, big uh, box uh, consumer stores like Walmart up 1.1, Costco up 2.1. Everything was up today except Tesla. Tesla was down 4.79%. But it was very broad rally on the mega caps, okay? The things that you all hear about, the items that the companies make at your grocery store in the aisles, all of those names went up. Energy's up. Yields are up. 
everything's up, right? But underneath the surface, there's still a lot of selling. Um, that's something that you have to be cognizant of as potentially a risk in the future. Because what happens is, if we continue to go green on the major indices and continue down this path of a wide divergence in breadth where you see a lot more new lows versus new highs, eventually that rally or bounce is going to lose steam. And when the Magnificent Seven start to sell off again, everything sells off again very hard. And, you know, I don't know how long you've been in the market, but the Dow being so high in um, historical terms, um, how do I how do I express this? So the the Dow Jones is at thirty two thousand points. So a five hundred point move of one point five eight percent isn't that big of a deal. The number five hundred sounds huge. Oh wow, the market's up five hundred. And if you rewind, you know, back to pre COVID. Then you rewind back to, you know, the GFC or the great financial crisis, right? Um, 500 points sounds like a lot back then when the Dow was at 10,000, when the Dow was at 12,000. But 500 points at Dow 32,000 is not that big of a deal uh, in, in the big scheme of things. And you have to always look at percentages versus the absolute point differential on the move, up or down. Um, so last week, I kept forgetting to talk about uh, a ratio chart, the S&P 500 uh, VIX uh, ratio chart specifically. So um, I'll post on the show notes a link uh, to a public version of the S&P over VIX. Um, but the chart that I'm going to screen grab is from Slope of Hope. Uh, if you don't have a membership there, you may not be able to link directly to it, the chart. But let me explain for those that don't might not know uh, what a ratio chart is first. And then I'll kind of walk through the S&P VIX ratio chart. So think of um, the easiest way for me to describe it is um, like if you travel internationally and you look at currencies, um, most of the time when the U.S. dollar is reported in financial media, they don't um, report where the dollar is in a vacuum. They usually peg it against another currency like the U.S. dollar versus the yen, or the U.S. dollar British pound, or the U.S. dollar um, Chinese yuan. Uh, so that's those are ratio charts. And the ratio chart over a longer period of time gives a very powerful visual way to see the relationship between those two different asset classes. Now, it doesn't have to be a big index like the S&P versus a volatility index. You can do ratio charts of anything. You can do like, uh, how has Amazon performed against Walmart? 
or you know how has GM performed against Ford and you can kind of mix and match to see those ratios over time the reason why I, I do the S&P over the VIX is that it gives a signal of risk risk appetite I should say and if you go back to uh, the 90s um, till today this ratio chart gives a very crisp visualization of the entire 90s leading up to the dot-com bust. It gives you a good visual picture of the housing GFC bust. And then it gives you a picture of where we are now um, of the everything uh, boom um, pre-bust. There's no bust yet other than COVID. And you'll see in the chart that um, the SPY-VIX ratio chart in bullish times uh, is, is rising up this ascending wedge, almost like a megaphone. But in times of risk off, um, severe risk uh, or recessions or, or you know, crashes, the SPY-VIX ratio, because the this, this S&P or stocks are going down and the VIX is going up, the SPY VIX chart always crashes to like that 25, 35 level. And it's happened during the dot-com bust multiple times. It's happened during the housing uh, bust in 2007 with the GFC. And it happened during COVID. Um, so it's just a matter of time. And this is just us kicking the debt risk can down the road. So my hypothesis is that we again will go down, the SPY VIX will go down to 2535 when I am not sure. I think that's the ultimate bottom when everything, uh, all risks assets are sold and the VIX explodes higher, which will force this spy vix ratio chart to revisit 2535 this could be in a year this could be in two years three years who knows but eventually that will be a signal one of the signals for me to say hey i can reflip all of my 401k from defensive to offensive and start buying risky you know assets within my 401k but right now I, I don't think that's the right time to do it because we're at the cusp I think of rolling over and um, this is something you can bookmark and watch the um, let me pull up the chart right now the spy vix ratio chart also is uh, if you overlay the 50-day moving average and the 200-day moving average it kind of gives you a go no go type uh, signal like hey is it time to be in the market is it time to be out of the market in, in a bull mindset right like if you're a bull uh, and for me once uh, the v spy vix ratio chart goes under the 50-day moving average it's like whoa i gotta perk up i gotta you know really be uh, mindful here that risk is increasing and if the SPY VIX ratio chart falls under the 200-day moving average, then it's like risk off. If you're a bull, 
it's time to just sit, right? If you have bullish uh, positions, it's time to manage those um, stop losses. It's time to make sure that these stocks don't break uh, a certain level of percent, right? Like you don't want to lose 40% of your money because it's going to take 70% gains to get back to break even. So this is where you're really managing your stops and managing your exits. Um, and we are well below the 200-day moving average on the SPY VIX ratio chart. Uh, the 200-day the moving average on this chart is right now, yeah, I'm looking at this at real time, um, at 252, and the SPY ratio chart closed at 210. So on a bullish case scenario, if the S&P, if the NASDAQ all rally up to test their own 50-day um, moving average and then somehow pierces above it to kind of rally to Santa Claus rally time and a year, what's going to happen with the SPY VIX ratio is that too will go up to meet the 200-day and the 50-day moving average. But that hasn't happened yet. So this is another uh, kind of barometric pressure for weather reading that I use. You know, if the barometric pressure, pressure drops all of a sudden, that tells the weatherman, hey, it's going to rain or it might, you know, the weather's going to get really bad. So this is another tool in my toolbox that I use. Um, so, and I'll post this chart. If the SPY VIX ratio chart uh, rallies here, it's totally possible because equity prices rise, that's possible. But I genuinely believe because of how bad the breath is, and we're still under the 50-day moving average for many uh, indices, I have a hypothesis that we are in the next week or two going to fall. Like today on Monday, the Dow went up 500 1.5%, I think we're going to have a 3 to 4% downdraft. So um, over a 1,000 point drop on the Dow. That's what my gut tells me is coming. Uh, I don't know when. I could be completely wrong, but looking at the evidence in front of me, it's totally plausible. And when you do see a 1,000 point drop on the Dow, Keep in mind the Dow's at thirty-two thousand and change, so that's like a three percent, three point something percent drop. It's not. It, trust me, if it was a thousand points, like during the Great Financial Crisis, which we saw, it was a huge effing deal. Um, you know that would be akin to like uh, two thousand point drop today uh, on the Dow. So. I think it's plausible that we're going to see a thousand point plus drop um, in the Dow. And again, the things that I need to see for that not to happen is for breath to pick up to the bull side. We need 800 new highs and 20 new lows. Those type of days. I've been reporting this every day for weeks. You can go back to all my other podcasts. Every day, it's been uh, un un. Uh, it's been very skewed to new lows. Every day, 
whether the indices are green or, or red, it's typically like 20 to 50 new highs and 400 to 1,200 new lows. That needs to change. We also need to see uh, all of the Magnificent 7 above their 50-day moving average. Right now, you have Microsoft. Microsoft, um, as of last week, was the only stock above its 50-day. And let me just go through them right now, one by one, in real, in real time. So Apple, uh, they report on Thursday. They are sitting at the 200-day below the 50-day moving average. And they're also sitting on a, a trend line that goes back to the dot-com crash. Okay, this trend line has not broken since dot-com crash. I don't know how old you are, but if you're a new trader, you, you, were, you were using crayons when, when that was happening, or you were not alive. So if we report, if Apple reports on Thursday, great numbers and sells off, which has been everyone's MO so far, we're going to lose the 200-day and break this long-term trend line um, to be very, very bad. Uh, looking at Amazon, we are above. Okay, Amazon finally recaptured its 50-day. So now we have Microsoft and Amazon above its 50-day. So that's an improvement. Uh, Google is below the 50-day. No good. No bueno. Meta, which is Facebook, right under the 50-day. Uh, it's struggling here. It was rejected uh, today, actually. Uh, Microsoft, I covered. NVIDIA, uh, under the 50-day, under some broken trend lines. So, no. And Tesla, we were down pretty hard today. Um, wow, it's right in the box I, I predicted. So, uh, Tesla is flirting with disaster here. If Tesla breaks this 194-ish, uh, we're going to like 150. Um, but Tesla is below the 50 and the 200-day. So right now we have two of the Magnificent 7 above its 50-day moving average. Amazon and Microsoft. That's it. And, and Amazon is barely above its 50-day. It's like poking its neck above it. Um, so that needs to change. Um, and interest rates or yields have to fall. Yields were up today. The 10-year, uh, let me look up what it closed at, but it was up all day. Um, it closed at 4.89, so it hasn't budged. For me to go full bull, and say, hey, we bottomed, we capitulated, we're going to go into Santa Claus rally mode. I want to see U.S. 10-year Treasury yields under 4.5. Not for like a minute. I'm talking about like for multiple sessions, under 4.5%. Without those ingredients, I really believe we're going to see a 1,000-point drop on the Dow. Matter of days, not months, maybe a week or two, that's my hunch. I'm calling it out here Monday, October 30th at 9.30 p.m. New York time. I'm calling it before Thanksgiving. If those ingredients don't come into the market, onto the bull side, we're going to see a 1,000-point-plus drop on the Dow. 
um, which will be even worse for percentage-wise for S&P and NASDAQ. Um, what else stuck out to me uh, today, and I'm glad I was able to cover this spy VIX ratio chart. Um, so let's see, out of the Dow 30, only two stocks were in the red. So the Dow 30 did a lot of the heavy lifting today. Things like Nike, Microsoft. Um, I covered that volume was lackluster. Crude oil is higher. Yields are higher. Uh, so all of the headwinds are still there. Um, Tesla down almost 5%. That's not good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's how I saw Monday's session, you know, like, I'm not going to get faked out. I know that there's a, a ton of things being sold in in the guise of a bullish uh, top-line market index and how, like, I'm, I didn't even watch TV today. I'm sure CNBC and Bloomberg, all the bull analysts were out saying there's no recession, they trust the Fed, uh, the U.S. economy and the and the consumer strong, and we're oversold. We're due for a bounce. I'm pretty sure that's what they said. Uh, but I'm watching breath and I'm watching the VIX spy index ratio chart. Uh, I know because there's no way for Wall Street to hide their intentions if you watch breath. There's just it's impossible unless all of Wall Street stops buying stocks and just deals with dark pools and options, then maybe what I'm doing is irrelevant, but then that's fine. I'll find another way. Um, this is what I've developed, and I know what works because um, this is what I use to manage uh, my own uh, portfolio or family fund. Um, and you have to be nimble. Once your system does not work, you have to be nimble to find something else. But um, that's all I have for today. Uh, I'll see you guys after the Tuesday session and um, have a great one.